welcome to No Spoilers, a podcast in which we walk through a movie beat by beat, spoiling everything in our path. You have been warned. I'm your host, Nicholas Porteous. I'm a Toronto actor, filmmaker, youtube.com slash at I have a degree in film. We have a very special guest today. He is an extremely talented actor. You know him from Belushi's Toilet. You know him from Canadian Screen Award nominee Wolves. Mark Nocente is in the <laughs> studio today. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, God. <laughs> hi. <laughs> Mark just was telling me you, ha- you haven't seen The Room yet. No, I haven't seen The Room yet. Yeah. Yet is like I'm planning on seeing it. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody says you should see it and whatever. Yeah. And I just get the, oh, hi, Mark. And I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I don't need to, I don't need to be involved but in that. But my theory is if you connected with the movie, maybe it wouldn't be this monkey on your back that you would feel part of something greater and... <laughs> Not that you need yeah, that, but no, well, it might be nice. I'm looking for fulfillment in my life, so maybe that's where it comes <laughs> from. I'll just watch that movie. <laughs> well, Mark, um, today we're watching the star-studded 1993 mega-western Tombstone. Hell yeah. Justice is coming to Tombstone. Mark, what's your relationship with Tombstone? Why did you choose this movie? I chose this movie because... Uh, it's a classic, uh, and it's really connected, I guess, with my dad. He loved this movie, and we watched it a bunch when I was a kid. Yeah, and I'd only recently like remembered about it, which is so silly. It's like Val Kilmer is like a classic, great actor, and yeah. I've always liked Val Kilmer and his um, performance as Doc Holliday. And this is just like legendary. And I was like missed that, like had this nostalgia for it. Yeah, and had watched it again re- recently because of that, and. Yeah, just like putting it on with my dad and like fast forwarding to all the like cool moments, like the gunfight scenes and just like all of Doc Holliday's great dialogues. Yeah. Like every man, every syllable best. out of Val Kilmer feels iconic in this movie. Oh God, yeah, uh, for sure. This accent, this voice, mm-hmm. uh, just a, a gorgeous uh, series of choices and deliveries. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to all of that. I did get a strong sense watching this that you definitely saw this as a kid. Me, yes. yes. <laughs> you, Mark Nocente. Wow, great. Uh, am I saying it right, by the way? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's no E at the end. It's it's no cent, I guess. Some okay. people say no cent, but doesn't matter. My Either apologies. My That's apologies. fine. <laughs> um, but, but, I mean, look at you. This is uh, not a visual medium, but you're sporting an incredible mustache. And the reason for that is Doc Holliday, is believe it or not. Yeah. I had a beard last year before Halloween yeah. and was like, okay, I got to do something fun for Halloween. It was yeah. like, oh, I could do a mustache. So let's do, let's do Doc Holliday. You look like you would fit right into the town of Tombstone. And sure. yeah. And w- watching this, I was just like, I, I feel like this definitely informed a big deal of who Mark is, not to therapize you or anything. No, but please go ahead. I need, I need it. Everybody <laughs> needs it, and I need it too. But this is this is like a like a, a sort of um, the pivotal archetype of masculinity. You know, seeing this movie at a young age, this must have uh, informed uh, you know how to go about uh, life as a as a swashbuckling male. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, I think you're right. Like, there's yeah. a lot of good examples of men trying to make a name for themselves or, or just trying to have a good life and then getting embroiled in something that's like the the evil or the bad thing, the injustice needs to be dealt with. You know, Wyatt Earp and his gang of dudes, they 
basically come in and take over the town in like with like a firm hand of like control and mm. power and are yeah fighting off some guys who are just really kind of bad dudes and are right. doing whatever they want lawless individuals so sure. yeah that is a really good example of yeah. yeah and it's a life theme you know you don't necessarily think you're gonna go out there and be a lawman but right but then crimes occur and you yep. must become the lawman rise I to the occasion why don't we get to it We open on an old-timey historical newsreel. Lots of information about the Old West. Lots of murder is going on. Uh, Wyatt Earp or Kurt Russell and Doc Holliday or Val Kilmer are the good guys trying to keep law in a lawless world. And the bad guys are known as the Cowboys. Cut to a bunch of scary horsemen. They must be these cowboys that we've heard of. And they're riding towards a sweet little town. There's a mariachi band to play in. Uh, wedding just ended. The bride and groom are stepping out of the church. And here comes Powers Booth. Again, speaking of, like, iconic uh, masculine characters, this guy, I mean, I knew him as uh, the bad president on 24 for a couple of seasons. Oh, okay. Um, he's the rival uh, barman in uh, Deadwood. You know, he's got a face and a voice, and you can't deny it. Right. Um, <laughs> try to deny that. You cannot. Um, and he laughs an evil laugh at the bride and groom. He says, y'all killed two cowboys. And then him and his gang open fire on the whole town, and they're merciless, <laughs> and they love it. They're just killing everyone in sight, pretty much everyone but the priest And the bride and groom are dead, which is kind of a funny, you know, they're sort of threatening them and then they kill everyone but them. (laughs) But it's a show of force. Yes. Because Powers Booth then says, looks like we win. Um, They tell the groom to get on his knees. He refuses. So they shoot him in the knees. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Not very nice. Powers Booth says, I'm Colonel Bill. Uh, and then uh, he's told, you can go to hell. And then he retorts, you first. Blam! The groom's dead. And then uh, they decide to go over to the feast table, the wedding feast, and enjoy it. You know, it'd be a pity to let that wedding feast go to waste. The priest is pretty angry. This has been a bad wedding for him. He runs up to these guys who've just killed everyone in his town, and he's saying, how, how dare you? Why would you do something like this? And the holy man. <clears throat> of course, uh, Michael Bean, Ringo, shoots him in the face. There you go. That's the brutality. That's like the, the lawlessness of man writ large. This whole scene is like, oh, this you did something to our gang? Yeah, yeah and this beautiful, perfect day in your life, we're just literally going to kill everybody and not make it easy. We're like, going to pay you back tenfold. Yeah. Ugh. And yeah, yuck. I, but at the same time, I also kind of feel like the priest should have just walked away at this point. Could have. Could, Could have, have gone and founded a church in another town, had a yeah, second life, yeah, yeah. start over. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Maybe... Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe his life wasn't going that well. We don't know much about him. But he the seems God, to have a death wish. But the God in him prevented him from ah, seeing this injustice. He, he sacrificed God. himself for, yeah. for an attempt at justice or learning or something. It was certainly futile, but I, I mean. I guess he went out doing what he loves the most. That's right. Defending God. Yeah. Defending yeah. what's right. Or standing up for God. Yeah. Standing yeah. up to evil and injustice. R.I.P. that priest. Enter <laughs> Kurt Russell. Uh, he's, uh, is he at a train station? Yep. 
Um, he sees a guy mistreating a horse, and he slaps him with his glove. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hurts, don't it? This is an honorable man with a perfect mustache. We know uh, who's good and who's evil in this movie. It has been set up. Uh, very, yeah, very yeah. quickly established. Yeah. He turns down a log gig. This is a thing he does a lot. He says, uh, I'm going to Tombstone to, to, I'm going to Tombstone to retire. Sam Elliott, Bill Paxson, and their three wives enter. Everyone's so happy and perfect looking that they stop to gaze at themselves in a mirror. <laughs> That's right. To remember this moment. We're going to strike it rich and retire. Yeah. Remember this moment. Uh, and, uh, you know, I f- was like, wow, this is going to be a really pleasant film. These gentlemen are going to go to a town, they'll strike it rich, and they'll retire. This is going to be great. It. Yeah, we, yeah, we hope for them for that, <laughs> yeah. right? We want that for them. And it's good that they establish that, because you're like, oh, this is like the American dream. Everything's going to be good. Like, the new America, we're actually going to land in some, like, structured environment yeah. that's positive and prosperous for all of us. And I sound like I'm joking. I mean, obviously I know that's not what's going to happen in this yeah, yeah. movie, but like <laughs> it, it, it is lovely and optimistic and you, I kind of just wanted to believe that, Yeah, that this would just be a pleasant ride. Cut to a poker game. Jewels and cash are on the table. These players have depleted their resources and there's a guy at the table. Oh my God, it's Val Kilmer and he's got four queens. And a funny voice. Isn't that a daisy? I, I'm not doing the best impression of him. Ain't that a daisy? Ain't that a daisy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like he has a bit of a cold. He's definitely fighting something. Um, and the other guys are really mad at him. They think he cheated. Uh, and Val's got this um, mischievous quality about him. We instantly fall in love with this guy. He's like, does this mean we aren't friends anymore? <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> and he points his pistols Man. at the guy. He says, you know, if we weren't friends anymore, well, I, ju- I simply couldn't bear it. <laughs> I just don't think I could bear it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he cocks his pistols. Looks like he's going to just open fire. But he puts the guns aside. And he says, there, now we can be friends again. And then he stabs him. This guy's sending mixed signals. <laughs> well, I don't think he just up and stabs him. I think Buddy gets mad, and then his response is, yeah, I can still take you because I'm not an idiot. I'm going to stab you. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? But I he think that's what it continued to threaten him. Yeah. Okay. Val grabs his winnings, and while he's at it, all the rest of the money uh, from the poker table uh, with the help of his uh, lovely girlfriend, uh, and he says, good evening, and uh, they ride off together. You're not wearing a bustle. <laughs> That's true. I forgot that part. <laughs> um, we cut back to Kurt, Sam, Bill, and their wives making their way to Tombstone. Wow, this is an impressive set. We've got a full Western town here. Um, the anamorphic lens completely justified. We got to take in this environment. There's mm. a cemetery. There's a bar. There's everything you could imagine. Um, and the movie knows what it's got in its hands, because we're just sort of taking this in for a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. You can smell the silver in this town, says one of them. The promise <laughs> is huge. And uh, the friendly county sheriff offers to show them to their new cottages. They're getting taken care of. Uh, we fade to a bit of an expository fellow explaining uh, that the cowboys are the real law around here. But it's okay, because the cowboys are good for business. Okay? Don't worry about them. Kurt Heads into a saloon, grabs a cigar. He overhears 
what sounded to me like Hank Hill yelling at the poker table. (laughs) Damn it, poker table. And then I started to think, wait, I know that voice. Yeah. And it turns out it's friggin' Billy Bob Thornton, but he's almost unrecognizable. Totally. Yeah, it's weird. Was this like right before Sling Blade? When was it? 93 this movie came out? Yeah. I feel like Sling Blade's later than that. Yeah. So, So at this point... Billy Bob must have just been milling around Hollywood. He looks like a different guy because as yeah. we know Billy Bob, yeah. uh, he's uh, kind of wiry mm-hmm. and uh, this guy is not that. No. Um, he's uh, got a bit of heft on him and he hasn't, uh, he hasn't developed that sort of Billy Bob confidence yet, I feel like. Well, mm. maybe that's not true. Maybe it's just the character. Yeah, the character is a bit of a boob. Like, yeah. He's a bit of like... I'm so angry, blah, 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 blah. And then yeah. he just gets told to like leave basically in like one of the best, one of the best scenes. Well, for I, sure. I, I have a quote here. Kurt approaches the table and he says, skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. So good. Throw down boy. And then he slaps the hell out of him. And Billy Bob has a bloody lip at this point. He's shaking in his boots at no response. You going to do something or just stand there and bleed. Oh man. Two good ones from Kurt. That's so good. <laughs> I didn't think so. So he grabs his gun, kicks him out of the bar. <laughs> and then I, I feel like he probably should have proposed this before he did this, but he he's a good guy. He goes up to the guy at the bar and he says, what do you say? 25% of the profit seems right. So now he's got a stake in the poker game because he right. has uh, cast out the darkness, the, uh, the right. bad poker that was going on. The gang meets up with Val Kilmer. And uh, Val kind of owns Billy Bob. Billy Bob... Uh, so good. He, he walks up with a shotgun, wants to murder them all. No one cares. They know he's not going <laughs> to hurt them somehow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even though the shotgun's loaded and he's pointing it right at them, Val just sort of tells Billy to leave. Kurt oh tells him God. to leave the shotgun behind. It's so good. He's <laughs> like, oh... I forgot you were there. You may go. <laughs> That's how dismissive he is. Yeah. So good. And uh, Billy Bob puts the shotgun on the ground like a nice, obedient uh, guy. And he says, thank you. Yeah, he thanks them <laughs> like for not destroying him utterly or whatever. And we never see him again. I, I really missed him. Like I, I kind of felt like yeah. that was a great establishing of like, Yes, a boob who yeah. kind of now wants revenge and could potentially be hanging out with the cowboys. And uh, unfortunately, for whatever reason, this was, a, I think, a two-day shoot for Billy Bob, and he had to get out of there. Probably, yeah. Um, yeah, it's too bad. There could have been some arc later on where we see him and he helps them out in some small way or he doesn't or they thank him or something like that. Something small. They like could have, yeah, been. they could have thanked him. It could have been full circle at the end. Yeah, maybe. Thank maybe. you. They Billy throw, he throws them a shotgun, another <laughs> yeah. shotgun. He's just like the shotgun dispenser guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, that's the last we see of Billy Bob. And um, Kurt has some big ideas for this town. He proposes a racetrack. Maybe oh, uh, yeah. we can turn the town into something a little bigger, more sophisticated. Val insists, this is just a mining town. Don't don't get big ideas. Enter Billy fucking Zane. This yeah. cast is stacked. Yeah, I know. Good God. That's great. And Billy Zane is traveling with a woman who, it almost seemed to me like she had a history with Kurt, some kind of pre-existing history, but they don't. They just share a look. And maybe it's love at first sight. Something is going on here between mm. the two. Something undeniable. 
The boys go to a little show starring Zane. This is a tough crowd. If they're bored right. for a second, they start shooting at the stage. Uh, I don't want to perform for this audience. Um, Isn't it mostly made up of the cowboys, too? Yeah, and right. it's packed. They right. all showed up, yeah. but they hate theater. <laughs> They're like, let's go and just shoot some guns and like laugh at this stupid thing we don't like. And I think the first guy that comes out is like a magician and he doesn't even get to perform the trick. Oh, yeah, right. Because he gets shot at. He runs away. Billy Zane, who I don't think he really had a lot to work with in his his act, but he's very brave. He comes out and he basically does a random monologue from Henry V, totally out of context. <laughs> and it's really just like the tail end of the monologue. <laughs> But for some reason, the Cowboys eat this up. Right, right. <laughs> um, and then there's a wonderful uh, Dr. Faustus pantomime. Uh, he's making a deal with the devil. Hmm, maybe that represents something. And Kurt is really taken by this performance of the devil. He loves this, this devil actor. Turns out that woman from before was playing the devil. Uh-oh. Yeah. Kurt's spellbound. He can't deny it. He wants to. He wants to shake off this new love that he's feeling, <laughs> but he can't do it. They leave. Good time had by all. Bill Paxton looks up at the stars. He muses, you know, yeah. I hear uh, when you die, you see a white light. Everyone thinks he's being an idiot, you know. That's foreshadowing, what isn't is it? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Kurt's wife wants to hang out with him. Kurt's oh, yeah. like, uh, you know, I, I got to get to work. What is it? Like, 10 p.m.? <laughs> yeah, what is... Yeah, it's like, no, uh, just hiding the reason that I just don't want to hang out with you because yeah. you're on opium or something. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Kurt's kind of making some excuses here. Um, not a great sign for his marriage. Um, there's a bit of a back and forth. He's like, no, actually, I do want to hang out with you. And she's like, you clearly don't. And mm. he's like, no, I do. And then she's like, you know what? I'm just going to leave. She's not happy. I, I can't say I blame her. It's 10 o'clock. You, you need to work? Yeah, right now? Come on. They buy a bunch of mine deeds at the saloon. I guess that was the work that he needed to do. Kilmer asks uh, what Kurt would do if that Satan woman walked in, because he's on to Oh, he's, he's on to up Kurt. on it. Yeah. yeah. He says, are you going to honor your marriage? And Kurt says, absolutely. No questions asked. I don't care about that Satan actor. But then <laughs> she walks in, and clearly he is spellbound yet mm. again. Mm. But he manages to keep it together, just barely. Billy Zane enters to a round of applause. They still remember this incredible Henry V monologue. They still remember, <laughs> not moments ago. <laughs> Powers Booth and Michael Bean approach Val and Kurt. I, I, maybe now's a good time to go into, we've got Michael Bean and we've got um, Bill Paxton. Do you think James Cameron was like somewhere around the casting of this movie. Did he have lunch with the casting director and recommend a couple people? I feel like there's a connection there. I, I never hmm. see Michael Bean in anything but James Cameron movies. Hmm. Um, and I have to say, I think I've always kind of underestimated Michael Bean a little bit. Because here, I think he's kind of perfect. Yeah. As Ringo. He's yeah. very, like, threatening. He's got this aura about he's, him. Oh, yeah. Like, not only is he threatening... He's crazy. Like, you see it in his eyes. He's yeah. almost always on an edge. He like, he's a live wire. To kill. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's wild. Powers Booth and Michael Bean approach the poker table uh, with Val and Kurt there, tr just trying to keep poker going. Um, and Bean and Kilmer exchange words. Val Ugh. hates him. 
they're kind oh, it's of so good. That lo- that dialogue is so fucking good. A lot of Latin. Oh man, yeah, they they speak Latin to each other, yeah. and he's like, oh. He's an educated man. Now I know I hate him. <laughs> oh, my God. It's great. This is a lovely little moment here where Bean, maybe that's lovely is the wrong word, but Bean pulls out his pistol and he does this very impressive gun twirling show. It goes on for like three minutes. Yeah. Staring Val straight down in, yeah. in his eyes. He yeah. can do anything with this gun. Yeah. And Val, uh, not to be outdone... <laughs> <laughs> pulls out a little whiskey glass, I think, and he does a mocking version. He's got a little tin cup with a with a like a mug yeah. handle on it. Yeah. And he does the exact same thing, but it's a little whiskey mug. And everyone's into that just as much as they were into the Michael Bean uh, show. He gets a, a round of applause. They both do. <laughs> Bean's a little insecure about what just happened, but he yeah. kind of shrugs it off. He's like, I guess he wasn't twirling a gun at me, so yeah, I can't right, escalate right. this any further. Oh, but you know he's like, but he's built some hatred from yeah. that, like, oh, this fucking guy. Yeah. yeah. Val's a marked man, and from Val's yep. perspective, so is Bean. I always thought, especially as a kid, that was so fucking cool yeah. that sitting at the table, he's got the shotgun on like a, a hook underneath the table, <gasps> and he's like aiming it, and he's right. like picks it up at a certain point you see it like his hand grab it and all that it's like oh my god that's like the coolest thing as a kid was like he can get him and he doesn't even know it's like oh wow it's like this everything's like super high tension at that moment if something goes wrong blam you know secret buttons under tables trap doors that was all i wanted as a kid that's right i thought there was going to be that in my life like (laughs) you know it's like that thing about quicksand we're like really worried about quicksand and i've never seen quicksand and i've never had a desk with a button on it it's too bad. Yeah. We can we can do those things. We can you go think? and find quicksand. Yeah, we can put a button <laughs> underneath your desk that just like... Opens a trapdoor to quicksand. To quicksand. There, <laughs> there you go. We've combined them both. It's okay. excellent. <laughs> now I can retire in the town of Tombstone. <laughs> there it is. Um, we cut to Kurt riding his horse around, and who should he run into but Satan herself yet <sighs> again. She says, oh, I thought we'd never meet. How fortuitous that means lucky by the way and kurt's like i i know what that means (laughs) and they race horses they bound over trees and through the field and even down this steep hill it's insanely romantic oh yeah they end up in this like rose petal covered like perfect like picnic spot um I also uh, should note, I, I think this whole sequence where they're on their horses, I mean, it's it's absolutely gorgeous. And there's something very nowadays kind of old school about it. I feel like this would be Drone City if it was shot now. Mm. But uh, this is just the classic sort of panorama. You know, the the camera is just on a, you know, it's on a tripod and, and that's enough. Mm, you know, there's right. something so tactile about how this movie was made. Mm-hmm. Anywho. They're in the perfect romantic picnic spot, and Satan feels this is a good time to ask, are you happy? And Val's like, uh, uh, yeah. (laughs) What what even is that question? And she's like, that uh, blonde woman, is that your wife? He's like, what about her? She's like, what do you want out of life? And he says, well, family, kids, of course default answer yeah she says that seems dumb to me i prefer adventure and room service and uh kurt is again spellbound he's like why are you with that billy zane guy 
And she's like, ah, he's fine for now. You know, I'll probably dump him and move on. I'm a woman and I like men. And if that makes me not ladylike, I guess I'm not a lady. And Kurt, this is music to his ears. He couldn't be more turned on. He says, you're different. Well, that's enough of that. (laughs) Kurt goes home to his wife, (laughs) who is high on opium, borderline passed out. Fuck. And Kurt... Uh, is going to see what he can do here. He says, you know, I I was thinking, what if we took the money we've already made here in the town of Tombstone, uh, we moved on, lived a life of adventure, lived on room service. I don't know why that came into my head just now. Yeah, right. (laughs) And his wife scoffs, laughs it off. What are you talking about, Kurt? We want to have a family. We want to settle down. Kurt's like, "Uh, nothing. Forget about it. But he has, uh, you know, this classic look on his face. My sick wife just isn't as much fun as this Satan actress that I just met. Wow, I did not think this movie would be about a guy who wants to leave his wife. I thought yeah. this was going to be more of a dueling Western, which mm-hmm. it will be. Yeah, it's but so many things. It's a lot of things. It's a movie about life. Powers Booth goes on a shooting spree. It's the middle of the night. This uh, exposition guy from earlier tries to take his guns, but Booth shoots him when he's handing him the gun. Oh, the sheriff. That's such a sad moment. And he tricks him in such this ugly way. He goes, oh, sheriff, like you want my guns or whatever. I forget what the lines are, but he turns his guns upside down so they look like they're not threatening. Yeah. And then he underhandedly just shoots him in the gut and laughs it off. It's like, oh, the poor old man. Oh. Well, here comes Kurt, and he pushes Powers to the ground, wants to take him in. But now, Powers has got a lot of friends. All these miners have come out of the mines, and they're surrounding him. His henchman, Ike, is saying, uh, listen, turn him loose. If you don't set him aside, we'll tear you apart. So Kurt points a gun at Powers' head, (laughs) and Kilmer points a gun at Thomas Hayden Church, a very dapper-looking Thomas Hayden Church. (laughs) And uh, it's kind of an impasse. Everyone disbands. Now the cowboys are a little upset with our tombstone fellas. Cut to the next morning. Val uh, lets us know what happened at the trial of Powers Booth. Uh, Can't have a murder without a witness. Checkmate. Case closed. And they let him go. Sam Elliott walks outside. There's another shooting randomly. This is kind of an amazing shot. It just looks like the town is like going about its business and Sam Elliott, who we haven't seen a lot of up to this point, he's Mm -hmm. just kind of walking. And suddenly everyone is panicked and there's chaos and he grabs this this little boy out of the way. Oh, uh, yeah, he's about to get run over. Yeah, I remember now, yeah. And uh, then uh, the boy's mom grabs the boy, and I I felt like this was going to be another romantic thread because... (laughs) (laughs) Each of these men finds a new woman woman who's like, I don't know about this old woman. We are coming here to try and be happy, right? So, (laughs) (laughs) But he looks up at this uh, woman with, like, a really cool scar on her face, and he's like... Oh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, But we don't see her again, so don't worry about that. She's off with Billy Bob. Yeah, that's probably what's going on. Um, Well... Cut to that evening, Sam can't deal with this anymore. He's going to be the sheriff now. And there's a new law, no carrying guns in town. Carry them wherever you want, but not here. Kurt is a bit upset. We said multiple times we wouldn't get involved in the law situation in Tombstone. We said that to each other. What's the deal? And Sam says, listen, we're going to have a future in this town. It's got to have some law and order. 
And, and Bill Paxton's going to be the sheriff, too. Kurt tries to warn them. When I was part of the law, I was involved in one shooting. A man lost his life, and I took it. You don't want to know how that feels. You're both making a big mistake. He gives them his guns, and he storms out of there. That seems so funny, like, that he's like, I killed one guy one time, <laughs> like, and it was awful. You'll never want to do that. It's I like, know. what? I like, actually... This, this is like, the, you're all carrying guns for what reason? Like, you're shooting at people all the time, and we've I, seen, presumably. We've seen so many people die up to this point, needlessly, <laughs> and, like, yeah. so many terrible situations that just seem commonplace. Yeah. I actually had to rewind the scene just to make sure that I heard him right. That's the reason you don't want to be a sheriff because one guy died. Yeah. One nameless person. Yeah. I mean, maybe they were related or something. I don't know. Maybe there was some deeper connection there that he doesn't want to talk about, but yeah, like clearly it made an impact on him conveniently in the story at that moment. But fast forward 20 minutes and it's like, he has no problem shooting a whole bunch of people later. Like, totally. It's not affected by it. <laughs> yeah. <weird. laughs> I feel like a lot, actually, I, I feel like the movie would be pretty different if he had just given a different reason here. Hmm. You know? Um, I'm not sure what that reason is. Maybe. Yeah, what's a better reason than that? Like, maybe like my dad was a sheriff and he got shot. I guess, but it, I don't know. It comes down to him being like a real historical figure. So That's Tombstone true. is like part of his story, but there's stuff before it where I don't remember exactly what it is. He's or got experience. Yeah, but yeah. he's like he was a lawman and he didn't kill anybody. Like he killed <laughs> one guy. And was like, oh no, I can't do that. <laughs> what? Like, yeah, I don't know that. It's yeah, Wyatt yeah. friggin' Earp. Exactly. Bang bang bang. Shoot shoot. Bang bang bang. Yeah. It's like Wyatt Earp's middle name. So like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> That's a long middle name. You should maybe yeah, change yeah. that. <laughs> it's Norwegian. Oh. <laughs> um. Well, Wyatt goes back to the bar, and of course, Satan is there singing her siren song yeah. right into his ears. Val has nearly passed out, drunk, playing cards. He's about to win his twelfth hand in a row against Ike, the henchman from earlier. And he, Ike, of course, accuses Val of cheating, as everyone does. Um, no one can accept that he's this good at poker. I wonder if he is cheating. No. Can't be. That's impossible. No. He's Val. Yeah. He's an honorable man with a lovely southern accent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a fight nearly breaks out. It's narrowly avoided. Ike's, you know, he's pissed, but he's not going to take it that far. Meanwhile, Val is coughing up a storm. He is sick. He collapses. Um, and Kurt and Bill drag him off. And Sam comes in and he takes Ike to jail. Because <laughs> Ike's just being a jerk. He's an extremely important character. I initially just thought he was a henchman. Mm. Uh, and he kind of is. But he's also one of the last people that they kill. Um, yeah. He makes it through a ton of confrontations. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly think, you know, there are characters in this movie that uh, seem like they're going to be more important. And, and Ike has a bigger impact. Mm. So don't underestimate Ike. <laughs> um, it's the next morning. They let Ike go. And Kurt gets into an altercation with a vagrant outside uh, the, uh, sheriff's office, the, the vagrant, you know, swears revenge. Now they're going to have some kind of standoff later. It's unavoidable. The tension is simmering in the town of Tombstone and, uh, you know, Kurt and, and Val and Sam and Bill are all in for some trouble because they've stirred things up. They've imposed the law on these lawless men and, uh, there's going to be a price to pay. 
Cut to Val in bed. The doctor's assessing him. Diagnosis? Partying too hard. (laughs) Stop all the partying. Stop the frequency of your partying and the extremeness of your partying. Mm. And please, Val, for the love of God, have less sex with your girlfriend. That is going to get you in trouble. (laughs) But the girlfriend (laughs) wants to have sex with Val right this minute. And who wouldn't? This bedridden <laughs> man buried under his own sweat. She's putting a cigarette in his mouth. Oh, my God. Right. Like the the for, the, <laughs> the one thing he needs is another cigarette for sure. Yeah. He's coughing his fucking lungs He's out. He's speculating out loud that she might be the Antichrist. Yeah. This yeah. relationship doesn't seem like it's in a good spot. Oh, but, but there's passion. They make know? each other happy. That's, That's all it. that matters. Yeah, you got to ruin yourself. Right? <laughs> Just throw everything love. away. That's it. That's it. Cut to sundown. Bill, Sam, and Kurt watch the six cowboys ride into town, probably intent on killing them. Guess you'd better swear me in, says Kurt. (laughs) Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. Wyatt is going to be a lawman once again. The tides have turned. Wyatt's putting on his sheriff's hat. And Sam says, those cowboys are carrying guns and it's illegal. And Kurt Asks him, you want to risk your life to arrest them for carrying guns in town? And Sam's like, damn right. Now Val's joining the party. Sam hands him the shotgun. And there is an iconic shot of these four men walking in front of a burning building. This was the shot that, uh, you know, when I thought of the movie Tombstone, which Mm. up until now I had never seen, Mm. this is what I thought of. Um, it's a great image. Uh, I think it's on the poster. It's got to be in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if the movie, like, really explains the burning building super well. No. Does it? No, I, I don't think so. It's just like, <laughs> that's just happening. They just like, knew it was movie magic. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we got to have a burning building. Is yeah. it in the script? I don't care if it's in the script. Just burn that building down, for God's sake. Roll camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And we're going to make a show of this. We're going to, and there must have been so much amazing B-roll of them just walking together. Oof. Yeah. yeah. That should be its own, like, looping YouTube video or something. I just want to watch that. Yeah, 10-hour loop. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, they swagger their way towards them cowboys, and it is standoff time. There's a classic moment of everyone looking at each other, wondering if now's the time, if now's when they're finally going to draw their pistols. And guess what? They all draw their pistols. Bullets fly. (laughs) Sam and Billy and Thomas Hayden Church all shot. Mm. We're not sure to what extent, but they have taken damage. The sheriff emerges after the standoff. He says, you're all under arrest. And and, uh, Kurt says, I don't think I'll let you arrest us today. (laughs) Satan shows up. Great. This is wonderful kurt's just done his thing and oh yeah excited. his blood's up yeah yeah this is great <laughs> another and obstacle for our uh, <laughs> our married man <laughs> yeah but he's kind of over it he just goes to embrace her but hmm. his wife is also there she shows oh, up shit and again she is not happy this is the third time we've seen her every time she's been a bit unhappy she gets worse and worse with yeah. the, with the drugs too to be fair kurt does want to leave her yeah, and I mean she's addicted to yeah. heroin or opium or it's it's opi- it turns into opium, but it's yeah. laudanum at the beginning 
and then it's there's an opium den in town, and and so naturally the switch to opium happens. Yeah. She's not doing so hot. No, and every time no. she checks in on her husband, he's gazing at the Satan. Yeah, actress. he's looking longingly at someone who's much more fun. <laughs> Anyways, uh, everyone else's wives also show up for some hugs, and uh, Kurt says, "Well, Mr. Mayor, I guess we've done our good deed for the day." Cut to the gang members in fancy glass caskets heading to the cemetery, all uh, made up to look like they're still alive. Mm. Um, wonder how much those glass caskets cost. Oh, God. I mean, I work in glass right now. It's my day job. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, the, like tempered glass showers and railings and stuff. Yeah. Glass is expensive. Yeah. And, like to have glass like that then is like... I don't know. It's like stupid expensive. And like back then it was super fragile. Like it's not tempered or anything like it is now. So who do you think paid for it? Was it powers? I mean, there's gotta be, you know what? Yeah. I probably, it would have been because if they're, if they're gang boys, yeah, they're like, they're like showing like the bleeding heart, like, Oh, the, our, our boys are dead and we're going to give them this, this beautiful funeral because we love them so much and right. trying to vilify like, uh, you know, the sheriff or it's, whatever. Yes, it's a political gesture. Because I was questioning, like, mm. why would they go to that extent? But it does, it definitely delivers a message, you know. Yeah. The cowboys uh, deserve better than to be gunned down in the streets. Mm-hmm. Anywho, it's the next day. Drunken Ringo slash Michael Bean declares, I want your blood. I want your souls. I want them right now. And I think Kurt says, we don't want any trouble. And Bean says, well, you've got trouble. And Kilmer is ready to kill Bean. He's got all the justification he's ever needed. Mm -hmm. But nothing happens. Just a lot of threats. Cut to lightning. This is a bad day. (laughs) Sam Elliott decides to walk home alone in the middle of the night. Bad call, Sam. Yeah. Bring a friend. My God. He stumbles back into the bar, shot. We don't even see it happen. Mm -hmm. It's a little unclear, but someone had it in for him, as most people in this town now do. The doctors are trying to help him at home. It's not looking good. He's howling and heaving with pain. Meanwhile, Paxton is just playing pool innocently. He gets shot by a sniper or something outside (laughs) the window. Yeah, that's right. Um, very unclear what happened. There's some slow motion as he falls over the table. Now they're trying to pull the bullet out of him. Oh, He's, that's so visceral. And, oof, ugh. Good, good acting by Paxton here. Um, you can feel the bullet in your own gut. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the doctor says, it's too deep. I can't get it out. And Bill's like, remember what I said about seeing a light when you're dying? It ain't true. Oh, God. I can't see a damn thing. He's gone blind. He's lost his vision. That's one of the first things that go when you die. Oh, no. He slips off this mortal coil. And now a switch is flipped, and Kurt has everything he needs. He walks out into the dense cinematic rain. It's like a shower that's been turned on to full blast. So good. To imagine that out in the desert like that is like, that's insane. This moment (laughs) is like so rare that it's happening. This much rain, rain at all. Impossible rain levels. Mm. And he's in a bit of a state. Uh, Satan runs out to comfort him. Says, get away from me. His wife again comes out, sees him hanging out with Satan. (laughs) Perfect. Runs away again. This is a recurring theme. She's not happy again. 
Kurt is having a bad night. His brother's dead. Sam's been shot. His arms are bloody. It's raining like hell. I guess it does. Does it rain in hell? I don't think so. It it does a lot of things in hell. There are nine circles and there's a whole bunch of stuff. that Okay. okay. It's raining like hell. (laughs) The next morning, Satan decides it's time to leave town. And uh, Kurt uh, also joins in. Not he does. He's not going the same way, but he gets onto his little wagon. Feels a little pathetic. He goes to leave town with Sam, who is doing okay. He's recovered from the bullet. He's not fully recovered, but he's he's doing better. And they sidle up to Powers Booth and Michael Bean and Ike, and it's sort of a concession. You got us. Kurt makes a peace offering. He says, I, I want you to know it's over. You know. And uh, Powers takes it in, and he goes a bit glibly. He goes, well, bye. Yeah, right. <laughs> so good. Don't bye. let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> and they ride off. Of course, Powers, being the guy he is, tells Ike and this other random guy to go follow them and finish them off. You couldn't just let it go, could you, Powers? No, that's the lawless man talking. And You know, acting from ego. <laughs> totally. And this could have been, uh, you know, kind of a sad movie, but not nearly as violent if he had just said, okay, fine. Mm. But that's not how Powers' mind works. He's always got to finish off his rivals. So... Ike and this other guy are going to kill them at the train station. But Kurt has seen this coming from a mile away. He knows how Powers Booth operates. So he opens fire on them. Mm-hmm. And Sam Elliott rides off in the train. I don't think we see Sam again. He gives sort of a, a wave and a smile. And Kurt presses Ike onto the ground. He's got a gun at his back. Still doesn't kill Ike, but he warns him. He says, you called down the thunder. Now you've got it. The cowboys are finished. So run, Kerr. Tell them I'm coming. And hell's coming with me. Hell's <laughs> coming with me. <laughs> so good. I had to transcribe it. It was too good. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. So, what a what a thing. Yeah. What a thing to like, like as an actor, that's like beautiful, right? You can, yeah. you're fully justified there in shouting, whatever nonsense you want to say and you get to say <laughs> Go for it yeah. hell's coming with me like yeah. oh my god please give me a line like that one day we cut to kurt and his posse riding back into town killing everyone in sight it's this guy who was just getting a shave and a haircut <laughs> and then this other guy who was just in bed mm-hmm. and they really just don't give a fuck anymore no they're fighting fire with the same kind of fire right and me as a modern man born into a world of laws and civilization, even though I know it's a thin veneer and it could be shattered at any moment. Sure. But I am not sure who to root for at this point. I have to say, I know that Kurt's been done a little dirty here, but did he this dirty? (laughs) Has he been done this dirty? They didn't barge in on bill while he was getting a shave. Yeah. Right. I mean, they did shoot him in the back, I guess maybe it's the same thing. I guess, but, but that's, that's what happens. It's that, the difference between the cowboys and the and the good guys and the lawmen is that the cowboys are acting like it's war all the time. Right. And the and the lawmen are like, don't push me. Right. Don't let it be war because I know what I'm doing. You right. know what I mean? Right. You want crazy? I'll show you how to be crazy. It's right? it's it's not quite they started it. Mm. It's a bit of that. Mm-hmm. 
But it's also we're not we're not going to barge in and shoot you while you're getting a shave and a haircut if you don't shoot me in the back. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I guess I do know who to root for. <laughs> um, there's there's this this big montage of people getting killed, and now somehow they've made their way to a river, and this is kind of another iconic scene. Uh, but it, it does sort of come out of nowhere. I wish that there was a bit more of a sort of lead into this. Like, how mm. did they get there? Mm-hmm. Um, and why? Like, why were we fighting outside of town when it could have all done been done in town? Like, maybe people are... Oh, maybe it was like people are fleeing and they're having to chase them or... Yeah, just... I forget. Just I forget why. One one scene that could lead us in here, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're fleeing and they're like, well, the only place they could have gone is that old river or like whatever. Right. Yeah. Just something... Yeah. It just felt a little little bit of a like the transition was kind of lacking yeah um but here we are um the uh, cowboys are hiding in the forest they're shooting away it seems like they have the upper hand because they can see um doc and wyatt and uh doc and wyatt can't see them Mm. but powers booth is getting a little cocky here um he did manage to shoot val a little bit Mm, right um but uh Powers walks into the middle of the river because he thinks he's won, mm. I guess, or like he thinks he's just about to win. But Kurt just destroys him. Yeah. Um, lays waste to his body. Uh, is, so is this the scene where Kurt is just walking saying no? Yes. He's just like, no, no. bang, bang, just like ending people. No, no, no. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. He's really letting the, the rage take over here. And uh, he does away with all or, or most of the cowboys. Some of them have uh, run off into the distance. And the posse takes a little break here. Mm. Oh, there's a great moment in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. Go mm-hmm. for it. Where um, there's like this guy who's in the like, he's in like a, a military uniform. One of the guys, one of the allies on the good guy side. Yeah. He's, he's in like a military uniform and they're, they're sitting there. And, and this is, this must be after Val shows up like having been bedridden and sick and whatever he actually shows up and comes out and and does some of the fighting and this guy in this uniform says like his questioning value he's like you're doing i forget the words exactly but he's like you're doing so poorly like you're you're sick and like you've just been injured and it's like why would you go through all of this stuff for for this and and Val says, Wyatt Earp is my friend. And he says, I've got many friends. The guy responds like, well, I've, I've got a lot of friends. And Val very, very somberly is like, I don't. Mm. It's like, oh, baby, mm. he's so cool. He's so cool. <laughs> like, he's the rakish, like, good with the gun, like, gunslinging guy who's like, you know, he's tortured through you know, his sickness and he's got this girlfriend who's like the, the example of Satan later, you know, like this, this like Satan woman, right. She's the far end example of that, like enabling him to do all of these things and whatever. He's smart. He's funny. He's like, like just a good, he's actually a good man, but he's on this like awful sort of path. Yeah. And in the end he's, he's just, he's such a sweetheart. Like, Why would you go through all of this stuff? He finally finds this like purpose and and can go and do this like amazing physical feat and of of mental focus and yeah. and uh determination and and when he's asked why he's like 
Wyatt Earp's my friend, and I, he's so much more important than anybody else because I don't really have any friends. It's like, oh, that's, like, really heartbreaking and, like, very sweet. Like, the emotional core of that yeah, character yeah. is, like, ah, oh, yeah, this, Doc this, Holliday's the coolest, this man. This swashbuckling hero has his priorities right. Mm. He's not Han Solo at the start of A New Hope. He doesn't mm. care about money. He just knows... I'm not going to find a friend like this anywhere else. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to go to my grave defending this friendship. Oh, that's that's a man. That's yeah. an example of a man. Mm. We were talking about men earlier mm. and like what they're going to do and what they should do and lawmen and stuff. I'm like, the law doesn't matter. That matters. <laughs> and he's so damn watchable. Oh god, he's so perfect. Like yeah. oh, I just that's the movie that I want to see. The, the the rest of the movie is fantastic. It's great. Yeah. But just Take everybody else out yeah. and just let me watch Val. Yondu has shown up. Uh, I, I'm sorry I forget this actor's oh, yeah, name. Yeah, but, right. But Yondu's on the case. <laughs> and he says great. in his lovely Yondu voice, uh, Michael Bean's coming to kill us. I'm not, I'm not doing a good Yondu. <laughs> but he says, Michael Bean's coming to kill us. Obviously. But just a little warning. Michael Bean is still out there and he's not happy. And he's mm-hmm. good at twirling his guns. And we That's know what right. that means. Dangerous. Turns out Billy Zane has been shot by the Cowboys. Uh, Satan's not very happy about that. She says, you're all ugly. And he was beautiful. Right. I thought you were going to dump him and yeah, on, but no, he was a good guy. People are complex. Great Both things can be true. That I is, can dump him and still love him. You that know? is very true. That is very <laughs> true. Uh, and he did a great Henry V and it will be remembered. Much loved by the Cowboys and they destroyed him. You know, after that monologue, no respect for art. Horrific. Barbarians. Hi, Charlton Heston. Uh, <laughs> Charlton Heston is going to take in Val Kilmer. What a sweetheart. Um, they've seen about 30 cowboys are riding towards them, and uh, so they, they need uh, just a place to stay because Kurt's not in fighting shape. Kurt meets up with Satan. I guess his wife is out of the picture. I don't know what happened to her. Yeah, do we she's... even see her again? Whatever it is, it the movie does not make a show of it Kurt's doesn't wife really leaving. Care. Yeah, there's a soft exit for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a little reminiscent of, you know, it was only on like my eighth viewing of Jurassic Park that I realized when Sam Jackson goes off to meet his fate, you know? And I feel like that's the only element of Jurassic Park that could be improved. I think we need to know and see a single of Sam leaving and saying like, bye, hope I don't get killed by a velociraptor. <laughs> yeah. Some witty <laughs> line. And then that's it. But as it's shot, and I think Spielberg was trying to be really efficient. I'm going so far off onto it. No, 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 this is great. As, as, as Spielberg filmed it. And I think Spielberg's amazing, but he kind of wanted to like efficiently convey a bunch of stuff going on at once. And one of those things is Sam Jackson leaving Mm. and it just gets fully lost in the shuffle. No one remembers that it happens. And then his arm comes out of nowhere a couple scenes later. Right. That's Um, it. Yeah. yeah. That's the like button there. And is that shocking? I mean, it's a shocking visual. Here we are talking about Jurassic park. (laughs) Um, It's a shocking visual moment. Act with the arm falls. It's like, Oh God. And then it's like disembodied. But like, does that, explicitly tell you like does it feel like that's resolved like I, that character is resolved not I've really. always i've always Especially felt, as a kid yeah yeah as a kid i felt really confused by it i just wasn't sure what was happening and or just random gore happening right yeah. and, and i wasn't alone like i mm. i've seen you know jurassic park many many times and there's always that sort of question 
um, of wait, where did that come from? It does happen in the movie, but it's not underlined enough. And I yeah. think this is a similar case where it's like, we all know that, you know, uh, Kurt isn't happy with his situation and right. it's probably going to end up, but yeah, we just aren't sure what happened with his wife. Yeah. And, uh, it'd be nice to know or to even have that scene where he's like, I don't think, uh, you go off. I don't think I'm joining you. You know, like there's, yeah. there's, there's some dramatic potency there. Yeah. And also it would alleviate a little bit of the strangeness of later on when he does finally dive into Satan's arms. Right. You know, if we had known that he had, you know, settled the score with his wife. Yeah. How would that have felt? Like he settles the score with his wife and there's like a really good like drama scene there that's like heartfelt and awful and full of history and and that kind of thing. Yeah. It doesn't really seem like there's much history between them going through the movie though. So it would seem out of place if it just happened there. Their their wives are just kind of props, I'm afraid. Set pieces. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. too bad. It's unfortunate. Um but yeah, like that would feel that would have that would have been a really great scene to see but yeah. in the like fantasy the power fantasy of this movie yeah you're more angry at the bad guys than you are worried about that for sure and you want guns to blaze it's a western movie right that, so. that's true it's lower stakes but we're already at you know two hours and 20 minutes i just think another five minute scene it's it's not like it has to be this laborious like oh you know we need to empower female characters because mm-hmm. representation it's not just that mm-hmm. it's also that it's actually more interesting <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah. um but anyways that's i suppose that's a different movie mm. um and that's fine uh, for 1993. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> right. So, um, anyways, Kurt meets up with Satan. Uh, everything's a little bit vague. She goes off. Uh, and later on, turns out Yondu met his fate. His ragged body gets dropped off and, with a message. Michael Bean wants a standoff. And Kurt says, I'll be there. Mm, this is it. Yeah. And there's Bean waiting for Kurt, and he's telling Ike, uh, when I'm done with Kurt, kill all of his friends. And Ike says, sure. And he goes off. I, I, I was questioning, is Ike going to be the final boss of Tombstone? Because he's made it this far. <laughs> he's certainly been tossed around by the good guys enough that there's motivation there. But he, he also feels like not really a threat because he's been tossed around so much. Yeah. yeah. and he, But he's being built up. And I, I thought that Powers Booth was going to be at the end. Mm, yeah. But he's been dispatched. So I guess Ringo was more important. Hmm. Um, cut back to Kurt and Val. Val is really knocking on death's door at this point. He could not be sweatier. And and Kurt's musing out loud about the whole situation. He's like, I can't win, can I? And Val says, no, but wait, I'll come with you. Um, he tries to get out of bed, but he's too far gone. Mm-hmm. He just can't do it. He's incapacitated. So Kurt heads off into the sunset without him. Val, you know, he's looked like he was about to die pretty much the whole movie, but now he is like, he's so sweaty, he's submerged. Yeah. Michael Bean waits in the forest, and a dark shadow approaches. I didn't think you had it in you. I'm your Huckleberry. (laughs) It's Val! And this time, it's legal. Uh, Because Val has the 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 badge. And uh, it's a, a gorgeous moment here where they're sort of, they're circling each other. 
Mm-hmm. And the camera is playing into it. We're sort of seeing the trees behind them in the background. Uh, and uh, just some lovely imagery, some classic Western standoff faces. Yeah. Um, so good. So good. And goes on like feels like it's going to end and something's going to happen. Yeah. And then there, we just plateau there yeah. for like, oh, man, when is this going to happen? Like it's so not rhythmically you know, you're not expecting it to, to go, and then right. it fucking goes. It's so good. They know what they had here. They they milk it, you know, just enough. Mm-hmm. And Val is like, say when. And then he shoots Bean in the head. <laughs> Great death. Yeah. Great death. Yeah. Uh, and Kurt shows up, like, a minute too late. Yeah. And uh, Val explains himself, I wasn't quite as sick as I made out. <laughs> and Kurt's like, okay, let's finish it. And another big killing spree ensues, another montage of just people getting shot and dragged Mm -hmm. and absolutely destroyed by Doc and Wyatt. Uh, And there's this funny slow motion shot of Kurt and Val shaking hands as they ride horses at the same speed side by side. Oh, God, that's right. (laughs) If that's not friendship, I don't know what is. Yeah, I I want that. That's like friendship goals, right? Yeah. And I'm feeling now like i've sort of lost the thread that maybe these are good guys because they've just they've been so merciless yeah like at this point i would have been like okay are you good are you good now to the remaining cowboys you've right. killed all your leaders mm-hmm. are you gonna be you good have boys? the chance to walk away now yeah. we're not gonna chase you but nope just continuous slaughter until yep. they're all gone um kurt visits val in the hospital asks mm. him how he's doing but I was like, I'm dying. And Kurt, he tries to play poker with him. He stuffs oh. his hand with cards. Yeah. And Val doesn't really, he doesn't want to do it, but they're, you know, they're yeah. the cards in his hands. Yeah. And, and then he tells Kurt this very interesting story. He's like, uh, I, you know, I, I, I loved my cousin and uh, she was all I ever wanted. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, geez. Yeah. What, what do you want? It's a roundabout way of asking, what do you want? And Kurt says, just a normal life. Mm. And Val's like, I know what you want. Go get that Satan lady. Yeah. So Kurt goes to visit Satan and he tells her, I have nothing left, nothing to give you. I have no pride, no dignity. I don't know how we'll make a living, but I promise I'll love you the rest of your life. And they kiss. And she says, don't worry, my family's rich. Uh -uh. (laughs) It's like the perfect thing. And there's there's <laughs> snow and they're dancing yeah, in the snow. Yeah, yeah. And there's this voiceover. It kind of sounds like it might be Sam Elliott doing double duty here. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's a beautiful Western voice. Yeah. And uh, he explains that Ike was finally killed two years later. I guess he was the final boss, but <laughs> right. it's like off screen. Uh, and apparently uh, Kurt found his true love. They were together for 47 years. And uh, they were in L.A., and there was this movie star at his funeral, mm-hmm. and the movie star wept. <laughs> That's the last <laughs> line of the movie. Oh, yeah. Is it? So is that in the voiceover? Because yeah. uh, uh, one of the things that nostalgically yeah. strikes me about the end of this movie and about a lot of movies, even like something like Animal House, National Lampoon's Animal House, is at the end of the movie, they do these like block text wrap-up yes sort of sequences um and i guess like just talking back to like watching these movies with my dad or that movie with my dad 
he was like, made a point of saying that that was cool, I guess. So it's, that's my opinion now. Like, the end of the movie is like, the, the movie is over, but there's more to, like, the rest of the real lives of these characters, and that, right. like, fills that stuff in. Right. And so I remember that. I remember that. And it doesn't well. resort to text, which is kind of fun. Mm. I think, um, you know, there's a case to be made for big blocks of text on screen. They, if you want to be, <laughs> you know, a little detached about it and, and more just objective about the information that happened. Yeah. But uh, I, I kind of like this better. Uh, yeah. Just a random guy explaining. Um, yeah. Maybe if the if the voice was a little bit more established, it would be nice if we, like, got, got it at the start. Did we get it at the start? Maybe we got it at the start in the newsreel. Maybe we need to check in with it like maybe once or twice more throughout the movie. Um, uh, yeah, one or two moments. The yeah. movie, there's not a good space to do that. So it's like the movie was not built with that in the middle. I guess of it. so. But maybe but, but, before but you're the montage. Right. I, think it, I don't know. Yeah. It com- oh, that's the montage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be the moment where he yeah. says, and the boys did this because yeah. if it is Sam Elliott, Virgil, yeah. he's he's gone. He's out of the picture. So he right. could be that voice, right? That's true. And it could be like, you know, Wyatt and Doc laid waste to the remaining cowboys mm-hmm. and showed them the same level of mercy that they showed him when he was a... There blah, you blah, go. Blah. Helping us to feel good about the brutality that's that would have been nice. <laughs> happening, yeah. He's Some like, of us now, now, now don't don't feel bad for these guys. Yeah. They did bad. They're all heartless completely and, and irredeemable. Yeah, and Wyatt never would have done this if they hadn't done it to him. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. uh I don't know. That might have been nice. But um that's that's Tombstone. That's the and? whole movie. One of one of the things that I use to gauge, you know, whether a movie is truly amazing is does it change with you? As you grow, mm. as you have different perspectives in your life, does the movie resonate differently? Uh, so I wonder, uh, did this movie, uh, how did it hold up? Did it change at all as you have uh, grown? Yeah. I mean, you know, as a kid, it was fun. It was a fun thing to watch, but it was very... Um, it was very much like difficult for me to grasp the like the basic plot points of the story, but sure. like the nuances of the relationship and like not taking for granted the expectation of the like fantasy of Wyatt Earp being like, oh, I've got this wife who's like boring and clearly has problems yeah. and finding this other like more tantalizing version of what life has in ahead of him is like kind of resonates with me, you know, personally now, and especially as a 36-year-old man who's been through relationship stuff, is like, that is a shame because yeah. the, the the their relationship probably started well. I mean, it yeah. doesn't start poorly, right? But started well, and there was probably real love there, and then somebody just kind of changes over time or continues down a path that's like you're not on the same the same track anymore and you separate and that's painful but yeah I never really gave that I didn't have the experience to but I never really gave that enough like weight and yeah. how in this movie I don't think it's done perfectly like we were asking for another scene of their like the relationship being over being completed and done sure um, because it, it did deserve that and you know, relationships do, and those are really hard. And that's like a part of being alive. So mm. having seen it like that, it's was interesting to be like, yeah, like you can't, it's more about, you can find true love rather than like, 
you know, relationships are very difficult and you need to be, know what you want. Like even in the end, he's talking with Doc Holliday and Doc is like, I know what you want. Go and get the girl. Mm. And he needed somebody to tell him that. Like, that's like a journey as well. And totally. being a man is like learning what you want and where you, where you want to spend your time and what, what your purpose is. And you think it's moving out to Tombstone and retiring right. with your wife, right? Right. And then things happen. Like, yeah. you know, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. And then, <laughs> and then, you know, Tombstone punches you in the face and you go, wait, I think I do know what I want. And you, life is not about knowing straight out of the gate. It's about going through things and figuring yourself out as you go, uh, I guess. Discovering. Yeah. yeah. There, there, is, there is a real scope to this movie that, you know, there are plenty of Westerns that are about the one showdown or... Mm a series of misadventures, but this one feels like it has real ambition in terms of, you know, the, the, the scope of we're going to, uh, figure out sort of where we want to end up. Uh, this is going to take place over many months, you know, maybe, maybe years. I'm not sure exactly what the, the time frame of this movie is, but it's it, not really felt, is it? No, it, it, but it, it feels like, uh, you know, a lot has gone down. They've established Mm. themselves as like key members of this town and the town erupts and evolves and all these different things happen. Um, so I think there is something really cool about just the, the sheer, uh, ambition of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, whether or not it completely succeeds, I do feel like there is something a bit unfortunate about just how montage the final, I would say 40 minutes of the movie. Sure. Yeah. It does feel that way. Yeah. It would be cool if it had luxuriated a bit more in the actual mechanics of how do we bring down the Cowboys? You know, now it's this movie. Now it's a movie about Lawman trying to track down and murder all of these bad guys. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Because that could be a, a really cool ride in and of itself. It doesn't have to be a sort of, um, I don't know, quick cutting, you yeah, know, race to the finish. Yeah, uh, and yeah. We could have learned a lot about those characters and the time and all of that, rather than just glorifying in the bang bang horses running through the river kind of shots, which yeah. are like, isn't that the reason? The real reason we kind of want to watch a western movie? We want to see guns fire, people fall off a balcony, like that kind of stuff. But yeah. the story feels like it has the spine to hold that stuff that you're, that you're asking for. Like, yeah, yeah. like it, it would be it, great. Like it's, and it's not, um, a short movie, but it's certainly not like at a, the three hour mark, mm. you know, we yep. could have probably had another 40. Uh, and, uh, I would have, I would have watched. I yep. mean, I was, I was, uh, definitely not bored. Um, and I think every scene has like some great, uh, heft and surprises and, you know, it's a, it's a, an easy watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I definitely think if I had seen this movie uh, at a young, impressionable age, yeah, yeah. it would have uh, blown up my world. It has wow. so much going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think maybe I've come to it like a little too late for it to have that kind of a profound impact on me. It is a rather old movie at this point, too, right? It's Yes, it, it is uh, very much a 90s movie. 
Um, but, uh, but I, I was uh, thankful that I finally got to take in Tombstone because Mm. it has been this sort of looming, uh, thing, you know, I've been aware of Tombstone. I've never actually, uh, you know, set foot in the town and, uh, here we are now. I know, now I know Tombstone. Now we've podcasted about Tombstone. That's right. Mark, do you have anything else that you want to say or impart about Tombstone? What Um, would you write on the Tombstone of Tombstone? Of Tombstone. Well, it would be it would be a Val Kilmer line for sure. Yeah. Um, what would it be? Poor Val. <laughs> no, it would probably be uh, in and and this was a line that I missed saying when we were talking through the plot. But in the beginning, the first time that Val meets them in Tombstone, right before um, Billy Bob comes up and they dismiss him hilariously, uh, they're like they they just greet Val and they're like, "How how are you?" And he says, Wyatt, I am rolling. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if Tombstone deserves to roll in its grave, but I think there's something funny there. If it says just Wyatt, I am rolling. That would yeah. be funny. That is a that's a big uh, part of the allure of his character, is it's so obvious he's dying the entire movie. And every <laughs> yeah. time someone checks in with him, he's like, I'm in my prime. Or he's yeah, like, yeah. Know, he's playing great. it off in this rakish way. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. he's great. Oh, he's fantastic. Where would you rank this in Val Kilmer performances? Is this number one? Jeez. He always makes a, an impression. Um, but what would I put above? No, I'd, I'd give it to him. Yeah, yeah, I would give this to him for sure. Yeah, this is kind of peak Val. It's so good. Mark, is there anything that you want to plug? Uh, well, uh, Wolves is coming out this year on streaming services. I can't tell you which one okay. because I don't know. Um but it will be out at some point. Um, If you're looking for wolves and you Google wolves, you might get more than one result that isn't the movie. Is there, is there like another word to put in or something to find it? I guess wolves, Mark, no, no, Yeah. Yeah. Wolves, Mark, no, Right. Right. Yeah. That will do. I'm, I guess, present enough online that if you Google wolves in my name, it will come up. Um, it, it, uh, yeah, I've got it on letterboxd as well. And like, it's a, it's a, it's a thing out there. Add it to your watch list. It looks great. Yeah. I'm youtube.com slash at, I have a degree in film, a new channel. Uh, I just ranked the top five, uh, Oscar nominated animated shorts. Go check it out. We're going to keep watching movies and spoiling them over here until next time. Spoil on. Spoil on.